0: Mother's Day. Everybody wants to be happy on Mother's Day, don't they? Does anyone want to be unhappy? No. Some mothers are unhappy. Sometimes it's tough. But most most of us try to have a happy day on Mother's Day. In our hearts there sings a melody. And uh, I was going to do a very nice uh, sort of Mother's Day message, but I decided against it because I looked around at our world today And we have the greatest attack on families and children in the history of the earth happening right now and our kids are at stake here. And so I thought rather than have a nice uh, discussion about Mother's Day, I thought we might talk about mothers as warriors because I think our nation needs mothers as warriors. Do I hear an amen to that? (coughs) So Lord, as we open your word, I just pray that you would speak to us. Speak to every mother here. Speak to every father here. Lord, that we might be warriors in this nation for what is right and true and godly and righteous. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So let me introduce to you uh, a mother in Israel by the name of Deborah. Now, if you turn to Judges chapter 4, I'm starting at verse 1. It says this, And the people of Israel again did what was evil in the sight of the Lord after Ehud died. So there's a bit of a pattern going on in Judges. Um, people come to God, he he blesses them and cares for them, then they turn against God, they sin, their world collapses, they get attacked by somebody else, enslaved, and after a while they they get sick of that, they cry out to God and he comes and rescues them and it's this cycle that's going on. So Ehud was the previous guy and if you know the story of Ehud, it's really cool because he stabs this big fat guy and there's so much fat it encloses around the sword. I think that's amazing. Right? So it's a pretty awesome uh, story, but that's in the previous chapter. Those of you who like a bit of uh, blood and gore, there it is. Bible's very, very straight book, I've got to tell you. It tells, tells us a lot of stuff. But then the people are, are crying out because after, after Ehud died, they turned away from God. And it says this, And the Lord sold them, note the word sold them, because I'm going to hit on that in a minute, to the hand of Jabin king of Canaan, who reigned in Hazor. And the commander of his army was Sisera, who lived in uh, Harasheth Hagoyim. Now, here's the situation. They got sold into the hands of uh, Jabin, who lived in Hazor, And Sisera is his commander. So Israel had forsaken their god, ignored him, his laws. They chased after other gods. And the result is this very interesting word, which, which means sold. The Hebrew word that is there actually means sold. It's the Hebrew word makar. And it means selling oneself into slavery. Back in the day, if you had a debt you couldn't pay, you didn't just declare bankruptcy, you sold yourself into slavery to pay the debt. Okay, that's how it worked back then. And so this is the word that is used when someone is sold into slavery. And it's interesting that that word will be used. God sold them into slavery. What does it mean? It means that God let them reap what they sowed. The people were oppressed. Now, if you look at our world today and you look around at the things that are going on in our world today, you see homosexuality, transgenderism, euthanasia, abortion. It's a mess. Do we agree? Our world is a bigger mess than ever before. And how many of these evils target kids? All of them. Our world is in such a state because, not because God cannot save us, but because he's allowing us for a time to reap as a society what we've sown over many years. We are getting the government we deserve. We are getting the decisions we deserve. Romans 1 verse 24 says this, Therefore God gave them up, similar concept, gave them up to their lust, the lust of their hearts, to impurity, to the dishonouring of their bodies. Tony Evans said this if you demand to worship false gods God will eventually let you get ruled by your preferences right so if we don't honor God in our lives we shouldn't be upset when stuff happens because stuff happens you know when when we let things go back in Deborah's time they had they were worshiping other gods and they got hit with all this strife because they were sold into it God didn't do it to them he just allowed it to happen they got what they wanted And many times I think our society gets what they wanted as well. Um, I like what Larry Norman said. Any Larry Norman fans here? He had a song. This this is his take on it. I really like this. What a mess the world is in. I wonder who began it. Don't ask me. I'm only visiting this planet. (laughs) I like it. So we're only passing through. But while we're here, we'd like to see a little bit of righteousness, wouldn't we? Ancient Israel was exactly the same back in Deborah's time. Confused, compromising. And into the breach, into the hole that was there, stepped a woman, a mother, a warrior. Her name is Deborah. In Judges 5, she's got a beautiful song about her victory. And she says this in verse 7. The villagers ceased in Israel. They ceased until I arose. I, Deborah, arose as a mother in Israel. And what you've got here is not a a nice little mother. Oh, I'm just going to be nice. She was furious. And she went into bat for her people, for her children. And I think we need a few mums like that today, don't we? So let me tell you, Mum, this is for you, you're a Wonder Woman. You don't get a flash belt or anything, but you're a Wonder Woman. Judges 4 4 says this. Now, Deborah, a prophetess, the wife of Labadoth, was judging Israel at the time. Deborah is described as in Hebrew as Labadoth Eshef which means the wife of Labadoth, but it also means woman of fire, torches, or light. So she was a woman of ignite, you might say. And she was on fire. She was, she was really pumped up. And I hope your mums are fired up this morning for your families. Our nation desperately needs mothers who care enough to stand for righteousness. Marvel and DC comic heroes have nothing on a godly mum. And Deborah was one of them. She was a judge you got to understand the judges back in those days it was the leader of their nation so she was like a kind of a prime minister she was a bit like Jacinta Arden and, and Julia Gillard but better way better and so the, the the nation's under attack the troops are being marshaled against her people and so she summons the head of her army a guy named Barak and she said marshal 10,000 troops to fight for our people because God had said in in Judges 4 verse 7 I will draw out Sisera the general of Jabin's army to meet you by the river Kishon with his chariots and his troops and I will give them into your hand God had said I will give them into your hand so the order came out she said Barak marshal the troops go out there and get that guy and Barak hesitated Judges 4 verse 8, Barak said to her, if you will go with me, I will go, but if you will not go with me, I will not go. So her, her main man, her general said, oh, this is pretty dicey. I'm not sure I'm up for this, but if you go with me, I'll go. Right? And, and I, I want you to note Deborah's attitude here and also the power of words. See, what you say matters. It really does. Proverbs 18, 21 says, death and life are, are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Okay, what you say is important. Deborah gave the necessary order. She expected immediate obedience, but she found a very nervous commander saying, I'm not sure if this is going to work. But if you come, I'll go. And I think her response is interesting. She didn't, you know, she could have called him out. She could have embarrassed him. She could have told him that he was a coward. She could have sort of said, toughen up, princess, get on with the job. But she didn't interestingly she didn't single him out and she didn't run him down in kindness she actually prophesied over him in verse 9 it says this I will surely go with you nevertheless the road on which you are going will not lead to your glory for the Lord will sell Sisera into the hand of a woman then Deborah rose and went with Barak to Kadesh so ladies your tongue can hurt people or it can build people up your tongue is sharp and I, I want you to, to, to really have a look at the things you say to your children, to your grandchildren. Because we can say things that build up or we can say things that, that curse, that cut down. You know, you can be a blessing or a cursing. James said it best in James chapter 3. He said this, if we put bits into the mouths of horses so they obey us, we guide the whole bodies, their whole bodies as well. Look at the ships also they are so large driven by strong winds but they are guided by a very small rudder where, going wherever the pilot directs what he's saying is great big things like like a huge horse can be controlled from a little thing in its mouth a huge ship can be controlled from a rudder and mum's your words can bring kindness and encouragement your speech can direct your kids your grandkids and their lives their morals their futures their destinies or your speech can destroy them your choice And many times, you know, your speech can scar them for life. I know many people that I've counseled who who are a mess their whole life because of words their mum and their dad said to them. Your words can hurt or they can build up. James goes on to say, So also the tongue is a small member of the body, yet it makes great boasts. How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire. So, Deborah chose not to call Barak out and put him down, but to call him up, to prophesy to him, and then to join him directly in this great endeavor. She backed up her speech with actions. And this mother went to war for her children. Will Durant said this talk is cheap because supply always exceeds demand. More for some than others. But this mum followed up positive talk with positive action. And, mums, you can do that today. You need to always speak love and graciousness even in difficult times to your children but you have to also speak the truth and I think that that a lot of mums in our nation today are abdicating responsibility to a teacher or to a a government or to a media or to social media and they're not saying "I, I better not say anything you know and we live in a nation where everybody's afraid to say anything about what is obviously wrong and even stupid am i right yes. mom speak the truth in love so deborah trusted god and she got involved hands-off parenting is not going to work in the 21st century if you let teachers politicians media and social media shape your child they will be destroyed they will Deborah was a hands-on mom in Israel. She actually went into battle for her people. So here's the situation. Sisera had a huge army at least four times, at least four times, I believe, what the, what the Israelites had. And he also had 900 chariots of iron. He had his own tank division. And so he came, he, he was just, Sisera was just moving down with his tanks and he was blitzkrieging the whole place. And Deborah and Balak faced insurmountable odds. They were outnumbered, outclassed, and outgunned. But they had something that Sisera didn't have. They had the Lord on their side. And they had a word from God in their heart. So in Judges 4, 14 to 15, you see this. This is the crux of the battle. Deborah says to Barak, Up, for this is the day which the Lord has given Sisera into your hand. Does not the Lord go out before you? Notice the encouraging message that she says barrack what she's saying is don't be afraid barrack you've got god and god's got this and i'd say that to you as moms today don't worry because if you have god god's got your back if you have god god has got something for you you haven't got to fight every battle alone you fight with the lord on your side and any any person plus god is a majority no matter what's going on. So Barak went down from Mount Tabor with 10,000 men, the Bible says, following him. And the Lord routed Sisera and all of his chariots and all his army before Barak by the edge of the sword. And Sisera got down from his chariot and fled away on foot. So they won the day. And this is the Lord's message to you today as mums. If you trust God, if you commit your kids and your family to him, but also if you step up and do it, not just say, but do it, and proclaim righteousness to your kids and to your family your they will prosper and god will bless them they, they can grow up to be the, the the kids that god has destined them to be if you don't fight for your kids who will because i'm telling you out there they ain't fighting for your kids they're trying to make them conform to a shape that doesn't even make any sense I want to prophesy to you mothers and grandmothers that this is the hour to pray up a storm for your children and your grandkids. Turn off the TV and Facebook. <gasps> yes, it can be done. Get off Facebook for a time and pray for your kids. Because we live in an age where this is this is a special role that you have, you know, in reaching our generation. God's come through before and he'll do it again but as as Esther was told by Mordecai who knows whether you have been brought to this family for such a time as this it's your you know you can control the destiny of your kids by your choices destiny is not something that just happens to you people say it was destiny that I met met him or her it was destiny that they say that's not destiny destiny is a series of choices it's not a random thing you make your own destiny if you mess your life up don't blame God you didn't listen to him and you didn't obey him but if you listen to him and obey him then he will lead you and guide you because that's what God is about he loves you and wants the best for you Psalm 9 verse 10 says this those who know your name put their trust in you for you our Lord have never forsaken those who seek you and you can trust God for your kids you can trust God for your children and your grandchildren do I hear an amen to that for too long we've sat around and just said oh well let them make their own decision no let's fight let's get this right and fight for our kids don't just let them float along Deborah and Barak defeated Sisera and his mighty army of chariots and then she wrote this beautiful song in Judges 5 but that's not the end of the story because I want to go to the the remember Sisera got off his chariot he ran away and the story rolls on and I'm going to drive home the point right here. Sisera escaped and he fled to, to the tent of an ally. Heba the Kenite was an ally of the Canaanite king Jaban, Sisera's king. Heba compromised with the enemy. And as I look around this world today, I see a lot of compromising. Yeah? I'm seeing church leaders trying to turn the Bible on its head to say stuff to fit in with society and if as I've said this before but if you look at the bible through society you'll get it wrong if you look at society through the bible you'll know what god has for our for our, our our kids and our grandkids so this guy was a compromiser he was he was an ally of the people attacking israel and so many parents play into the social and sexual changes the government and the media promote you know in the name of inclusion we can now exclude christians it's weird you know, we, you're not allowed in here as a Christian. There are places in New South Wales they're now allowed to put up signs saying no Christians allowed. So I said the other week, just give us a little, a little you know, um, like gold star, gold star, gold cross or star of David. You know, it's getting kind of a bit similar. You're not allowed in here because you're a Christian. And, and in, in the name of inclusion, they're excluding people. That's what our society is like. They talk about hate speech, but they hate us because they, we don't bow and scrape to their ideals. There is lone voices out there saying this is not right. I talked to a teacher the other day, and 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 at a local high school, and they have a group there called the Furries, which is children that identify as dogs and cats. Now this is true, and so they're talking about putting litter trays in their toilets so that they can. I'm not kidding this is in our community right and I talked to a teacher and I said don't you find that a bit dumb I mean I'm a little subtle here don't you find that like idiotic and the teacher said to me this she said we all think it's stupid but anyone who says anything loses their job that's our society today you can be a woman or a man or or a dog or a cat or whatever you identify well, I identify as a millionaire. Would you give me some money to make it come true, please? It would really help. You know, you can be... Ident- just because you think you are doesn't make it you. Doesn't change truth. They talk about hate speech, but hate... We don't hate. We're just not towing the party line and we're saying so. We don't need mums who give in and float with the tide of public opinion like dead fish. We need live mums who swim against the tide of public opinion. Mums who will stand for truth and preach it to their kids and pray for them like crazy. This is, these are critical moments. There's a generation that is being lost as we speak. Because if you think things are bad and weird now, turn it forward 10 years. What does this generation look like in 10 years' time? They're messed up, really messed up. They don't know whether they're Arthur or Martha, literally. Now Heba was a compromising guy and a friend of Sisera's boss. So Sisera escaped to his place. He thought, this is cool. He's an ally. This is great. And, but Heba had a wife called Jael who knew the one true God and she bravely stepped up. So she took him in. She hid him under a rug and Sisera thought he was safe. I mean, he thought, he thought I've got to be safe here. This is the tent of my ally and she's a girl. Girls can't do anything, he's thinking. I'm safe. Let's look ahead, shall we? Judges 4, verse 20 to 21. This is the sort of girl we like. (laughs) And Sisera said to her, Stand at the opening of the tent, and if any man comes and asks you, is anyone here, say no. Yes, says Jaya with a head. But then Jael, the wife of Heber, took a tent peg and took a hammer in her hand and she went softly to him and drove the peg into his temple until it went down into the ground while he was lying fast asleep from weariness and so he died. So Jael wanted to make a point and she did. <laughs> and something entered Sisera's head that had never entered his head before. So the situation was intense, at least JL's tense. <laughs> and she drove the point home. Look at, <laughs> we need more dad jokes on a Mother's Day, don't we? I'm just saying. But like Deborah, JL was a fighting woman who knew how to not compromise and give in. Even if her husband had compromised, she said, no way. No way. And she protected her people. I believe that we have mums like that right here today. See, love doesn't remain silent when someone you love is heading for destruction. Love doesn't enable and empower their destruction. What I'm seeing a lot is, is and, and, and I see this in, in my practice and other places, mums who, sort of, who just, just, they just pander to what, what, what is going on and they just sort of, you know, they give in and, and by their speech they're, they're trying to love their kids by giving them everything they want But if your kids ask for something that's going to hurt and destroy them, does love give that to them? If you are on a train track, a set of train tracks, and and there's someone you love on the train tracks, and the train is coming down the line, does love say, well, I know you're identifying as a train. That's okay. Just be cool. It's all good. Is that what love does? What does love do? Love says, get off the tracks. I'll come and drag you off the tracks if necessary. We have a train hurtling down the social tracks of our life at, at 100 miles an hour, and we've got kids sitting on the tracks saying, I think I identify as a train. You know? Like we have got to truly, somebody, we have to have moms who will stand up for their children and say, enough! This is crazy. Because lives are being destroyed. Love does not remain silent when someone you love is in danger. Mums, proclaim the truth and pray for your kids. But I want you to also note, if you look through the fifth chapter of Judges, it's it's just a song that that Deborah sang about her victory. But I want to highlight one thing in it because it shows you something fascinating about Deborah because Deborah was tough and she she was full of courage and full of faith and she did amazing things as a leader. But she had this beautiful softness of a woman because let's face it women are softer than men i mean in your heart i'm talking about not talking about anatomy i'm talking about your heart women feel things more than men i'm married to a counselor it's a scary thing she feels everything she knows everything i get up in the morning say good morning sweetheart how am i feeling today because that's all i've got (laughs) she knows stuff she feels stuff she senses stuff and women are like that How many of you know men men don't pick up a lot of stuff? Is my marriage the only one like that? Am I the only idiot in the room who sort of goes sailing through thinking everything's fine when it's really not? Because, Because women pick stuff up. They really do. They walk into a room and say, oh my gosh, I can't wear this dress. That lady over there was wearing this dress last week. I couldn't have a clue what anyone's wearing any week. <laughs> Women know stuff. Like they're, they're very, and, and I want you to see that in Deborah here. She breaks into song, which is verse 5, a song full of praise and giving glory to God. She trusted God. She saw victory. She sings this beautiful song in, in chapter 5. It's a victory song. But when, let me ask you, when things are going well, first of all, do you praise God? Because a lot of us forget God. We, when things are tough, we turn to God. Oh, God, help me. But when things get, diff, get easier again, we forget God. We just go about our own way. But she focused on God. She praised God for the victory. But then she did something incredible. She focused on someone who was hurting. If you look at, at uh, Judges 5.11, look at this. So she's finishing this, this great you know, story about, the, about the, the winning the battle and all, the, you know, all that sort of stuff. And then she says this, to the sound of musicians at the watering places, there they repeat the righteous triumphs of the Lord, the righteous triumphs of his villages in Israel. Then down to the gates, march the people of the Lord. Awake, awake, Deborah. Awake, break out in song. Arise, Barak. Lead your captives, let away, sorry, let away your captives, O son of Abinoam. But this is the bit that really touches me about it. In the middle of this song of victory where she's singing all these great things, she has a little bit of time for someone who's hurting if you look at verse 27 between her J.L.'s, so she's describing how sisera died with the you know the tent peg through the temple between her feet he sank he fell he lay still between her feet he sank he fell where he sank where he fell dead then she says this out of the window she peered, the mother of sisera waiting uh, wailed through the lattice. why is his chariot so long in coming why tarry the hoofbeats of his chariots this remarkable mother saw incredible victory bloodshed everywhere the people of god victory and she took time out to think about Sisera's mum and her broken heart because her boy was not coming home again you know she's looking through the lattice she's saying where are you where are you why don't you come How good is that, that this mother who has just triumphed over her enemies could party on all night, takes time out in a victory song to think about the mother of the the enemy that she just killed. That is empathy. In the middle of militancy, she had empathy. And you know what? You mums have empathy, such as we don't have as guys a lot of times. And I want to encourage you, never lose that empathy. But don't misuse it. Don't use it to drive your children in the wrong direction use it to love them even if they make decisions you don't like love them love them love them the best superpower a mum can have the greatest asset you have is your connection to God and his limitless love so this morning who wants to be a super mum? anybody dads don't put your hand up <coughs> unless of course you ident- no don't don't worry about it um, we won't go there dumb idea Who wants to be full of compassion and love? Who wants to fight for their children and their grandchildren? Psalm 37 verse 4 says, Delight yourself in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart. If you delight yourself in God, ladies, He will give you the desires of your heart, including your kids coming to to know Jesus and spending eternity with you and with Him in heaven. Moms, your children and grandchildren, this generation needs strength and stability and righteousness and above all, love. You can pray with strength and power so i see in 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 deborah a warrior a woman warrior but i also see a mother with a heart of gold and an empathy for others that can be you this morning so we're going to do something a little bit different here i want to hear hayden play again because i was blessed by that does anyone want to hear him again come on but before we do i want to pray for our mums Just bow your head in prayer for a moment. You might be in this room today because your mum forced you to be here or your grandmother. You might be here because you just thought it was the right thing to do on Mother's Day. We do things for our mum. My mum turns 90 in a couple of weeks. I took took her shopping yesterday. Terrifying. (laughs) It was... We, 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 we hit craft stores and my mum loves craft and I just went man if you've ever seen a 90 year old fire up my goodness I couldn't switch her off it just took way too long but I did it because I loved her and I love her and I want you to think about if you are here today and you don't know Jesus Christ the greatest Mother's Day gift you can give to your mum is to ask him into your life as your Lord and Saviour right now It's the greatest gift you can give to your family to your children to your mum your dad so i can't finish this service without without leading you in a prayer to come to christ because he loves you so if you've never asked jesus into your life or if you've been wandering from him from him for a long while this is for you this is your moment and so i want you to pray this prayer with me and together we're going to ask the lord into your life don't let it slip through your fingers mother's day is a great time to come to jesus So say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I know that I've sinned. But right now, Lord, I repent of my sin. I turn away from my sin. I ask you to forgive me. And I ask you into my life as my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and lead me in eternal life if you prayed that prayer for the first time or the first time in a long time just shoot your hand up where where you are we'll see that hand we're not going to bring you forward or anything thanks girls are there any others just quickly okay what i want to do as we wrap it up this morning is i want to do something different i want to pray for our mom so if you are a mum, i'm going to ask you to stand wherever you are we won't bring you forward we haven't got enough room for all the mums in here but just stand wherever you are if you're a mum or a grandmother because you have a special place in the heart of god and i want you to be warriors like deborah to fight for your children i'm sick of hearing about mums who are just playing along with it don't do it let's fight for our kids let's say enough yeah So, mums, I want you to just bow your head. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And if you are around kids and dads, why don't you just lean forward and place your hands on them as we pray for the mums. Come on, let's just lean forward and just just touch them and pray for them. So, mums, pray this with me. Lord Jesus, I pledge to serve you and to share you with my children and grandchildren. Use me, Lord. Lord to influence their lives for God and help me to be strong in the face of the moral depravity of our society. Lord, you've heard these prayers, these promises. And Father, I pray that you would just move upon every mother here, that you would empower every mother here to stand for what is right for what is true, for what is godly in her society and in her family, Lord God. I pray that you will pour your spirit upon them, fill them with your spirit, that they will make wise and godly decisions. Lord, I pray that they will be a source of righteousness in their family. And right across this nation, Lord, I pray across this nation that you will raise up women who will stand in the gap for their kids, that won't roll over and play dead, but will stand for what is right and true. And Lord, I pray... That you will come, Holy Spirit, to our nation. Make us the great south land of the Holy Spirit as you've promised. And do it quickly, Lord. Because things are moving fast, but I'm not fearful of that, Lord. I believe that in the darkest hour we get to shine the brightest. So let your light shine before men, mums, so that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. Lord, I pray that you would empower these mothers. Bless them with children. Bless them with with honour. Lord, bless them with the ability to speak words of truth and may those words hit home because they're empowered, impregnated by the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, teach them to prophesy great things over their family, to prophesy truth, to be there when things fall apart, to love unconditionally, even if we don't agree with what the kids are doing. Teach them to love unconditionally, but teach them to speak the truth in love because never before has our nation needed truth more than today. Lord, bless and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, ladies.